Can I can I put in something like this is American music? <laughs> Take one. One, two, three, four. Do you like American music? I like American music. Don't you like American music? Happy Sunday morning, Salt Lake City, Provo, Orem, and Colville. You are listening to AM 1280 and 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture, a weekly meandering through various topics from community issues to arts to food. Uh, You never know where we're going to go on any given week, depending on how we're feeling about ambling and who's ambling with us. Uh, my longtime co-ambler is here today, Christy Marcy. How are you, Christy I'm Marcy? I'm good, and I do like American music. I know you do. <laughs> uh, producer Alex is here, uh, for all the way from Murray. Alex from Murray. We're still getting to know Alex, but uh, each week, it's like an onion. There's another layer to explore. Last week, we talked about his love of ska music, and he's rocking a real big fish shirt. So we got to be careful what we talk about this week, because it will show up in his outfits next week. <laughs> Um, yeah, Christy, uh, how are you? I'm well. I'm hot. I'm, I think I'm at the point where I just, like, I feel like summer just got here, but I'm, I'm almost ready for it to start to go away. Well, uh, August is upon us. It's the dog days of summer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How are your, how are your Cleveland Indians doing? Well, I thought they're in second. I thought they were only like two they, games out. They're they're in second place, but yeah. to whom are they in second place but, too, Christian? Well, they're in second place to the Twins, but the Twins had a thirteen game lead once, and now it's down to two. I, know. I just I mean, feel like you're a, like poking a dog with a stick when you talk to me about the Indians. I feel like we have a you know major league situation here. That you're coming from behind, getting motivated. Charlie Sheen pitching. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I don't know nothing. There's like something in the clubhouse with a with the owner's picture, and she she gets undressed with every win. That sort of thing. That cool. movie, by the way, as much as I love it, and I do love it, has not aged well. No, it is. It is. It, it has is not, not. It has not aged well. Uh, in the Me Too era, we don't really talk about Major League. We can still talk about Bull Durham, though. I think, which is the best baseball movie, anyway. So, mm. well. Perhaps uh, perhaps a, a bees game when it's not quite so hot. I know. I'm thinking maybe Sunday. It, mm. it, it's, it's okay when it's hot and I can just sit and drink beer. Like, that's my coping mechanism. Well, you know, you're an avid reader. I am. You know what I would like to talk about today? It's something that you can do to beat the heat. Um, reading? Indeed. <laughs> yep, because you're an avid reader. Um, and also, I'm really good at conceptual clues, like context clues, perfect. like you just gave me. So that's good. Yeah, but I want to talk about a specific type of reading. I mean, anybody, okay. like, you know, anybody can just say, "Oh, yeah, let's read something," unless you can't read, which I just realized was very babies. incentive. Babies, babies can't do that. Children, little children, which I realized was its own insensitive thing. But perhaps a gateway to this would be a graphic novel or a comic book. So I think we have all uh, followed the news over the last couple of years of Comic-Con, now Fan-X, and everybody sort of thinks of Salt Lake City as a destination to come and see perhaps your favorite Marvel hero. Elijah Wood seems to come through a lot. Sean he's Astin big. Seems he's, they're very popular with that crowd. Hobbits. Mm-hmm. Hobbit people. Um, but what, we, what people might not know is there is a thriving 
community here of comic book creators, the people that produce the things that inspire the movies and just are fun to read in and of themselves. So with us today is Jason Young. Hey, Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, so Jason has a foot in the comic industry, but uh, I mean, it's interesting. It's not, uh, you are not the illustrator, you are not the anchor, you are the writer, correct? Only a writer. What do you mean, only a writer? Just because it's the easiest job, probably. Like, it takes a lot longer to draw a comic than write it. it. It's reflected in people's pay, too. I was talking to somebody about um, kind of just getting in through the door and stuff and expected rates. And I think you usually, for like a page of comic writing, you get paid like five times less than, than what you get for drawing it. Mm. Also, if I may interject here, I know a thing or two about journalism, and you should never trust a writer who doesn't introduce themselves as just a writer. We all have the worst kind of imposter syndrome. If you ever meet anyone who says, I'm a journalist, run far, far, far away from that person because they are probably awful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um but the, I mean, the writing is the. I mean, I think that we've seen this in comedy, right? I mean, I think your your Tina phase of the world, uh, be, you know, started off as writers and then became stars. You know, the writers can step out from behind the pages of which they hide uh, and be seen. Well, I mean, technically this is radio, so they can't see you, Jason. But it is your time to bring forth the humble writer and and, and shine, sir. I I think writing is important. I'll say that, but. It's just not the hardest job. That's I, I, I'll leave it there. Hmm. Uh, so, um, to your point about aspire, how did you like? How did you end up, you know, writing a comic book? I mean, it seems like something that a lot of times as kids we like, re- you know, we like reading comics. We're engaged with them. Um, how do you know your your Kirby's and your Lees of the world? Like, how do you like? How do people? How do people become a writer? Like, how did you do this? Okay. Well, I think. I, I think I played too many video games when I was young. There's so no I, like, such thing. No so such. I squandered so much time like building talent, but then I liked storytelling always. Mm-hmm. And I, and this actually, like, they tell you not to say this, but you watch a lot of movies, you take in a lot of stories, you critique a lot of movies. Um, we had a... My brother started a website. You know my brother, right? Brian Young? I don't know if I know your brother, Brian. He works at the city, so I thought you might. He works with Elias. Oh, well, then probably. Yeah, yeah and so, so he, he does writing and stuff, mm-hmm. too. And uh, we had founded like a website, which I don't participate in anymore, called Big Shiny Robot. So I was doing like journalism or like writing about things mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, then I, And I'd always been reading a lot of comics as well. And then... Uh, uh, and then I was writing novels and stuff, and then just kind of uh, started to meet comic friends and stuff, and it just seemed like a more viable uh, medium than uh, writing screenplays or something. It just seemed like a waste of time. So, so the essence of what you said before was that you spent a lot of time playing video games, but then a lot of time sort of critiquing movies and other forms of media. So basically, you are a backseat driver slash armchair quarterback where you looked and you said, you know, I could do that better. And some finally someone's like, well, then do it better. You're like, all right. And then you did. I think I think that's true. Uh, so far, and like I worked on some zines, like kind of like smaller comics, mm. a long time ago. I actually am doing one with Elias mm. right now too, or Elias Pate, um, who works at the city, who you mm. know. And 
and so, so, so we, I kind of dabbled in that. And then finally my friend, uh, Derek, who's an animator at, uh, on DuckTales and was on, uh, Ooh. Adventure Time. I remember DuckTales. Solid, <laughs> well, youthful he, memory right there. But, I remember he's the doing theme the, song, at least. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing the new DuckTales, though. There's um, a new one? Yeah, there's one on the air right now. I guess it's, I think it might be in its last season, though. Alex, you're nodding your head like, yeah, you're a DuckTales fan. Are you a DuckTales fan? Who isn't a DuckTales fan? You, but is the new one or the old? I didn't even know there was a new one. Is it the new one? So I actually haven't checked out the new one, but I know that they brought in some star power. There were some names attached to it that uh, I was familiar with and was surprised to see. So... Hmm. Are they doing? Are they doing a uh, Warner Brothers Disney crossover where they actually have Daffy Duck show up? I mean, kind of like Spider Man came over into the Marvel thing. Do we have like a? You know, do we have a cross up there that make it like an extra crazy Ducktale? I hope that Derek doesn't listen to this because I've never watched the show. Oh, oh no. he like kind of made me watch one episode of Adventure Time, mm-hmm. and that's Adventure only, Time was very funny. That's the only part of his work I've seen. So we're going to get back to, we're, we're going to, you know, dig a little bit deeper into you personally, but sort of in the, in the bumper of the show, uh, I talked about the fact that people don't realize that there is a, a burgeoning scene here. So stepping, I mean, aside from your role as a comic creator and writer, let's talk a little bit about like what's going on in Salt Lake. What makes Salt Lake, talk a little bit about the scene here and what makes this community, you know, particularly strong in, in the comic book uh, realm. I think it's probably because comics, I think it's hard to actually support yourself in comics, and Utah is actually a relatively cheap place to live, mm. and so um, you get people who could make it on a little until they get rolling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, that's my best guess, actually. So, uh, so economy. But, I mean, there has to also be a creative community here, too. I mean... Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the way I met so many... Uh, comic people we do um this thing called draw night mm-hmm. i'm gonna go to it right after this uh tuesdays at blue copper um 2000 now oh that's um, the new blue copper in marmalade yeah f- uh 401 north 300 west i think mm-hmm. and uh we just gather like just people who like making comics or scenes or just drawing and then we show up for their uh 5 to 7 or 7.30 or so every Tuesday. And, uh, like, we have one kind of powerhouse guy who kind of comes. He draws the amazing Spider-Man right now, Ryan Otley. And uh, so that's, that's amazing. Of, yeah. So, like, I, and so I think that he just, and he stays here because he has a family here. So so how often do they, until they have to change the adjective? Because didn't he used to be the stupendous Spider-Man, which I like the alliteration of that. How long, I mean, when did he transfer from being stupendous to being amazing? He started out amazing, and then spectacular huh. Spider-Man was um, kind of like an extra title to sell more copies. Ah, okay. So it wasn't stupendous, it was spectacular. Oh, spectacular. There was a stupendous, too. Mm-hmm. But it was all. I think it was all after mm. the amazing Spider-Man. I think a lot of themselves. They, well, I mean, you know, in, in terms of in terms of titlature, in, in titling things, uh, do you think these are self-given titles, or do you think somebody else uh, gave him the moniker Spectacular? Well, I mean, he's not a real person, so somebody gave it to him, but... Tell that to Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying, I don't introduce myself as the marvelous Christy Marcy. Mm, Although well, maybe I should. Maybe you should. Yeah. I, I mean, I, for years I've been introducing you as the inimitable. That's Christine true. Marcy. But you did that. 
Yeah. So don't hate. Spider-Man probably didn't do it. I don't put it on my business cards. Although, again, maybe I should. And in fact, if you follow uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's a humble guy. Like, he's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man who doesn't actually want, he doesn't want the cred. I think that this is a, a, I think this is a big Daily Bugle. This is big publication. Who's it? Jo- Jonas? Who's the, who's the guy who runs the Daily Bugle who, who just outed, uh, just outed Spider-Man? Sorry, hashtag spoilers. J. Jonah Jameson? J. Jonah yeah. Jameson. Yeah, there you go. All the alliteration. Yeah. Now, uh, which is a subsidiary of the Deseret News. Just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, that was funny. I don't, They've got actually, a joint it, operating agreement. Yeah, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be the bugle. It would be the the trumpet, right? What's the thing that Moroni has? It is, is it a trumpet? trumpet. Yeah, yes. or it's horn. Horn. Yeah, horn. Uh, yeah, I could see this. Mm-hmm. Ideating. Uh, so if so, there's a group of creative comic book people that meets Tuesday evenings uh, at Blue Copper and Marmalade. And this is where you sort of got to meet some of these people and get immersed in this. Is this something that the general public can come to? I mean, is this a sort of a, a welcoming group or people, if you're interested in this, that people answer your questions? Or are th- is this a bunch of introverts that are like, please do not talk to me. I'm in the zone. Actually, you're, and you're in the zone. You're listening to AM 1280 and 97.5 FM, the zone. Anyways. Uh, well, so you, maybe you could tell me. Um, I feel like most people think I'm the gatekeeper. Am I a welcoming guy? You're more of a key master. Yeah, a key master. Yeah, you're more of a Rick Moranis kind of guy, I think. What? That was a nice. Thanks. That was nice. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. So, so we w- welcome anyone who wants to come and draw, um, except uh, sometimes we give people a hard time, I guess. So there's like a, there's comic book hazing like, like your drawings suck man drawings suck you call that a hand drink I can three draw coffees yeah <laughs> and draw a straight line <laughs> do it sucker I don't I mean what is what is what is comic book hazing I th- it's I think it's just the same as hanging out with guys and then like you have like different uh, like levels of like comfort with with like how bad you make fun of somebody and then they like you know and then they just choose to stay or not yeah yeah i don't know so adolescent male behavior yeah we're we're really childish there which actually uh i am interested so in the concept of adolescent male behavior in this case is the comic book how is the comic book in industry in terms of diversity i mean we talk about a lot of guys are there a lot of women who are sort of pushing out and leading with comics and uh yeah i i mean i i think it's seen as a probably male dominated space i think there are a lot of conversations about um being more inclusive um well i mean uh, yeah, I mean, I think we just uh, can look in the past year about a lot of the conversations surrounding Captain Marvel and um, Wonder Woman. Um, well, I guess that was two years ago for Wonder Woman in the last couple of years. Uh, and thinking about, um, you know, where not only women as creators, but also as superheroes in and of themselves sort of fit into this space. So There's also a diversity problem with race in comic books, too. So. Like I know two of my favorite writers were supposed to write a, a Black Panther comic book, and then it got canceled. So, what, which Coates creators? and Roxanne oh. Gay. I didn't realize that, yeah, that got canceled. They're not did. doing that anymore. No. It's a super bummer. Weird. weird. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, the Eisners uh, were last, or no, this earlier this month, and I think um, 
I think there were a lot of women. Uh, sorry, what are the what are the Eisners? It sounds like they're people. It's kind of like comic awards, like the Oscars or something. Oh, and who, um, is it named after someone named Eisner? Or? Will Eisner was a comic creator. I don't know all of his work. I know he was famous for a graphic novel called A Contract with God, and he did a comic called The Spirit, which Frank Miller turned into a movie 10 years ago or something. I don't know if you guys remember saying that. It was really terrible. <laughs> I do not remember, and that's not even just because I wiped it from my memory. I probably did not uh, see it. Um, so, Jason Young, um, one of the reasons why we have you on now, I mean, we've, we've been wanting to do something about Comic-Con and comics in general because it's an interesting part of our cultural scene here, is your comic book is dropping, right? Uh, yeah, the uh, what they call the FOC was yesterday, although I think anyone who wants to get in Utah can still order it from their comic shop. Um, what, it, FOC? Uh, final order cutoff. Uh, um, but everyone, like, I personally have talked to most of the shops in Utah, and they're all getting a good stock, so it should be pretty easy to get. Uh, pretty Violent is the name of that. Did we say that yet? Uh, not on air, we did not. So Pretty Violent, uh, tell us a little bit about it. And it's Image Comics, right? Uh, yeah, through Image Comics, um, the artist is Derek Hunter, um, who, like I said, worked on uh, uh, Adventure Time mm -hmm. uh, for Cartoon Network and now is working on DuckTales. And we, we've done some previous books in the past, but nothing that was released through Image or really any distributor, uh, like uh, which was called Pirate Club. And then, uh, um, so tell, talk about the book you sent. Yeah, yeah. so what's, <laughs> what, what, is, what is Pretty Violent? Is it, is it Pretty Violent, or is it one of those ironic uh, names? Is it suitable for children, or is it not? It's a mature reader book. It's extremely violent. Um, hopefully, like anyone should just type in pretty violent and then also type in I actually I would I, I, I maybe put it in parentheses and then put comic book yeah, yeah. and image I don't I'm going to say don't probably just type in the words pretty but violent I, 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 and then type in also Ryan Otley though because his cover for it though is just really good but really gory um, but no no, it's a really violent book it's about a little or a young girl named Gamma Ray um who wants to be a superhero, but her uh, family are all uh, notorious villains. Um, it's for m mature readers and uh, and and uh, I guess at its heart, it's just about her trying to fit in either with the heroes or villains, but she can't really um, figure out her place. Mm -hmm. So a coming of age, trying to find your place. You come from one percent set of circumstances. You want to fit into another. It's a classic tale. Classic. It's, um, I think. I mean, you basically isn't that just sort of the plot of Mean Girls? Uh, kind of, Christy. Kinda. Yeah, she I came, mean, homeschool from Africa with her parents. Yeah, there's. Goes I in mean, you know, Mark Twain said there's no original stories. I mean, everything is yeah, something. And he stole that from who? Exactly. And he said it how long ago? So if it was true when he said it. Well, I mean, actually, I, I want to talk a little bit about this concept of, uh, of violence in, in comic books media. I mean, when I was a kid, um, 
I don't know, I go down to the comic shop and get whatever, Green Lantern or whatever. And those comics are pretty violent. And actually, speaking of Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers is exceptionally violent. Like that bird and that cat, like they're blowing each other up all the time. I mean, the cartoons that kids watch when they're like five are super violent. Wait, even to this day, you think? Uh, well, I don't know, but I mean, I'm thinking back to when I was a kid and like watching oh. anvils fall on on coyotes and yeah, mm-hmm. Looney Coyote had it coming. What do you got against coyotes? The Roadrunner was just doing his thing, and then that coyote like always came around. But the Roadrunner was not very good at executing his plan either. So the Roadrunner or the coyote? Either really. Yeah. Well, you know, I I had a solution that would have solved all of this problem. Is if the coyote had just become a vegetarian and eaten the bird seed, like he was hungry, but he literally had an infinite supply of seeds. Just eat the seeds, man. Eat the seeds. That would have been a pretty solved. boring cartoon, though. Just a coyote yeah. eating, eating getting some, some roughage. Some, <laughs> like I some, just some, don't quinoa, know. some quinoa. Yeah, I'm not sure that would have really kept us entertained. I don't know. I won't go back and I look at some of the old like He-Man cartoons, and I'm like, how did this keep me entertained? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was your uh, What were your formative uh, cartoons, my friend? Uh, I mean, Looney Tunes. See, um, you like the violence. It he, set you down this path. He-Man, uh, Thundercats. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I liked, like Richie Rich and stuff, too. Mm. It, I, I, it's not all violent. That's true, I guess. You know, Richie, yeah, Richie Rich was, wasn't violent. Uh, yeah, I don't remember Heathcliff. Oh, Heathcliff was good. I'm older than you, I think. Uh, wait, He's a junkyard cat. Let's compare. I'm 36. Yeah, I'm 40 in two months. Yeah. yeah, officially older. Officially older. Certified. Uh huh. Right, um, so, Alex, what were your what were your formative cartoons in our Ask a Millennial segment? Like, uh, so there were a number of them. Dexter's Laboratory was a big influence on me when I was a little kid. You know, I loved that one. SpongeBob SquarePants, obviously, that one, and that's still big, but only like the early seasons are the good ones. Um, there was a series called Beast Wars that my roommate and I still go back and watch every January. It's just awful. Uh, it's a Transformers CGI cartoon that is just the worst. And yeah, so those are those are some of my formative cartoons, I guess. You know what was really good that hasn't been mentioned and was a little bit like I was a little too old to be watching cartoons when I watched it, but I still watched it was the Animaniacs. Hmm. That was quality cartoonage. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that that was definitely of like nineteen what ninety two to nineteen ninety six. Yeah, I feel like seven. I was like in like junior high and still watching to it. Ninety seven, something uh-huh. like that. I mean, it featured Bill Clinton playing a saxophone in the opening number. I know, so. and I love the Good Feathers, the pigeon, the gangster pigeons, and yeah, it was really funny. So it, it, it had a certain zeitgeist. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know me, always looking for the zeitgeist. I tended to. I, I mean, I did like Thundercats. I liked. Uh, I liked Voltron, and there were two different Voltrons, right? There was the the five one Voltron, but then there was like the Japanese one where it was fo- like formed out of a fleet. Like there were some weird Japanese cartoons that were really cool, and I don't even remember how I got them. Maybe it was the early days of cable, mm. or maybe also. So my you know my grandmother lived in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and when I would go visit her, she had WGN out of Chicago, oh, yeah. which had the Bozo Show. Yes, the Bozo <gasps> Show and all the Cubs you could ever watch, which is why I think everybody's a Cubs fan. I do. That's what I think. Okay, I'm. I mean, I'm neither here nor there on the Cubs. Jason, are you a Cubs fan? Uh, no. no. No, I think people who grew up where there wasn't a baseball team, um, and got WGN, end up 
Cubs fans. And likewise with TBS. I think that's why there's a lot of Braves fans, too. Hmm. Which makes sense. The Yankees have their own network, right? The Y network or something like that, which is confusing in Utah where we've got BYU, but I'm pretty sure. So Yankees is like the yes, I think. Like Yankee Entertainment Sports or something. I know. Of course they are. I know. Uh, Jason, what's your sports? What are your sports balls that you are... I'm such a nerd. My uh, my sports um, coming up this weekend. Actually, it's like fighting games. Oh, uh, esports. Yeah, Evo, uh, Street Fighter Five. Super excited. I think I stopped playing Street Fighter at Street Fighter Two. It got very complicated. I think it was Super Street Fighter Two, but I played a lot of Super Street Fighter Two. I want. I mean, I tried to start a new Dungeons and Dragons club, and they're up to like rule book, like Dungeons and Dragons version, like because I had D and D version two, and now it's so complicated. Like I don't even understand how I did it in the past. The rules are so complex. Did you recently try to start a new Dungeons and Dragons I, group? Well, I didn't try to start it, but I got hooked into one. I mean, because I know some kids that play Dungeons and Dragons every Friday. I can I can probably get you this, in on that. Actually, this was sponsored by the uh, the soybean the soybean uh-huh. council. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Anyway, Jason, you look like you're indignant at my statement about the complexity of Dungeons and Dragons. No, so, so I'm not like like I'm. Fine. I've only played Dungeons and Dragons one time, but my understanding was that it got simpler over time. Like maybe there are more rules now, but they're meant to like streamline it. Was my understanding? Oh, what Congress says too. I was going to say, or, or or the Matrix. Stay plugged in with all of the rules and uh-huh. just lay back. Is it the blue pill or the red pill? Which is when you take to stay in the Matrix? Blue pill, right? And the red pill is the one that wakes you up? I don't think it matters. I never saw The Matrix. What? I never saw The Matrix. Hmm. Really? Well, don't start now. Yeah. my. So I have a friend who has a son who is super into Dungeons and Dragons. And she is like, you know, he's like 15. And Heard she's it from like, a friend who yeah. had so a So she's like, friend. this is great, right? He's just hanging out with these kids who are, aren't getting in any trouble or doing anything bad every Friday and Saturday night, like doing their Dungeons and Dragons thing. And then a girl joined the group and she was like, this was not the plan. I think, isn't that sort of Stranger Things? I don't know. I've never seen Stranger oh Things Oh my either. goodness. Okay. Have you well, have you seen Stranger Things, Jason? I saw the first season. Yeah. D and D group girl with psionic powers comes in. Oh, and I don't think everything. this girl has psionic powers. She just she just. Made... I, I'm pretty sure that all teenage <laughs> girls to all teenage boys have some sort of odd psionic power that affects them. Well, yeah, that's that's Natalie's concern. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Alex, have you seen Stranger Things? Uh, I'm a few episodes into season three, okay, so, so I haven't you're, finished it yet. So but. you're, but you're trying to keep current. Yeah. Uh, nice. I haven't seen season three yet either, but I am excited because I worked at the Mall of America, and so uh, I did. I ever do food service in a mall? I never did food service in a mall, but I did work in a mall. So the concept of of reliving that uh, that Minnesota mall culture is exciting to me. Uh, and you have Stranger Things themed sneaks. I do have. I was able to get these Stranger Things themed Nikes. Uh, I'm trying to remember. We didn't have a comic book shop in my local mall, but we did have. Uh, well, we had a we had a Walden Books and a B Dalton. A we B. had both. We had both. Yeah. And they would have some comics, more graphic novels. So interesting. Uh, you're listening to AM 1280 and 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture, and we're talking comic stuff. Uh, so Jason, what's the difference between a graphic novel, a comic book, and a zine? Okay. Uh, so, so I, I'm sure there's, well, there's definitely overlap. Um, a zine is usually, 
printed on a Xerox machine or something, huh. or uh, maybe just a regular printer, like folded sheet of paper. A mm-hmm. uh, comic, I would think, usually goes through a publisher, and then a graphic novel is usually a collection of probably five comic books. Hmm. But it, it usually tells like one broader story, but and and then they don't have to be uh, published individually either. It could just be one kind of like you know, uh, eight, may, maybe it's like the difference between a novella and a novel and, and such. Because I mean, let's say you um, going back to when I was a kid. Oh, actually, Schindler's. Now that I think about it, there was a Schindler's, and they did sold baseball cards and comic books. Now I remember, it was next to Eddington's, which had all you could eat soup and breadsticks. That's a divergence. Oh, so Death of Superman, right? That arc when he fought. Uh, what's the, what is the Doomsday? Uh, Doomsday. Thank you. So, you know, they printed that in however many it was, six or eight. But then after it was all over, they printed the, all of them at once. But mm-hmm. that's not a graphic novel. That's just putting eight comic books together in a way in a way to make more money, right? Uh, no, I think that's called a graphic novel. Really? That seems like cheating to me. Like, I mean, if I think about, like, Mouse, right? Like, Mouse was written as a novel. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think of this in terms of other forms of literature, right? Mm-hmm. So like Nora Ephron, who's one of my favorite writers, was an essayist. Mm-hmm. So she wrote a bunch of essays and then put them all together in a collection, but that doesn't make it a novel. That mm-hmm. just makes it a collection. Mm-hmm. Like it's called the most of Nora Ephron, right? Like mm-hmm. lots of people have collections like that. Mm-hmm. A novel, I think, well, so are these in sequential order and tell one cohesive story? Yeah, they are usually, or not, I mean, not all the time, but I mean, like usually, yeah. So they're like chapters in a book. That's right. Well, then that's kind of a novel. I guess, but I mean, like let's take let's take a Spider-Man or a Superman or whatever it happens to be, and yes, we can reboot. But sometimes the storyline can go on for decades. I mean, it's not like, and so if you put all those together, there isn't a definitive beginning and a definitive end. I mean, there's Superman number one, but I mean, a lot of crises and infinite earths and various things happen in between but um when when does superman's story end i think i, mean, I, I guess what, doomsday i think i see what's happening here is <laughs> <laughs> you're really We're, ignorant about this so. oh nice oh, boy Snap. <laughs> um no i mean like because like well like while you're telling a story uh like think of uh star wars like there are three big you know, endings that uh, signify the end of one film, but then they all work together, right? Yes, but so I mean... Like, but that's how you would write for a graphic novel, like five issues, and then you'd have like one big story turn. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah, why is it that the Bridge movie is always the one that nobody likes? Do you think that this is the first time anyone's ever called you ignorant on top of their breath rather than under their breath on our radio show? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's the only time it's ever happened? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and especially about comic books. Right. I mean, I went to, I used to go to, oh, actually we can, this is a whole new topic back to like uh, Comic-Con slash fan experience. So I went to my local comic book convention in Minnesota and it always happened in February. Uh, and it was called Minicon. And I mean, admittedly, yes, the joke's because of Minnesota, but it's also smaller. But it was the uh, Radisson South. And actually, have you ever seen Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yes, I love that movie. 
Awesome. It's streaming now, actually. So the pool in the hotel where they stay in, in beautiful Edina or Burnsville or wherever it is yeah. that they stay, Bloomington, that was the Radisson South. So oh. that pool that they all get sick and throw up all the shrimp in, that, yeah. that around that pool in the cabanas is where they set up the comic book uh, convention. Cabanas at a comic book convention? If I had known that was a possibility, I would maybe go to comic book conventions. Well, they're a bunch of comic nerds, so no one really goes in the pool. But, you know, anyway. Um, what was my point about this? I think your point was that no one had called you ignorant about comic oh, books. Oh, yeah, because before. I would go, I would go to comic key things. Yeah, it's true, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of fun, you know. I like a little bit of pushback here. Uh-huh. Uh, Alex, have you been to a comic convention? Uh yeah, I regularly attend the one here, the Fanex. So are we see we're forbidden as individuals from saying Comic Con, I guess. Comic Con is our San overlords. San you. Diego is the only Comic Con. We are the fan experience. It will be old news, of course, by the time this show airs, but the big announcement from the Fanex folks today was that Tom Holland is coming to town. Uh and he is the amazing he's, he's, he's swinging, stupendous swinging through. uh whatever Spider Man. So the new, the new one, the new one. He's the new one, the newest. Uh, Alex, how many how many have you been to? Uh, that's that's a good question. Um, have you been to all of them? I think not all of them. There's no. been like what eight or something like that. Because they were right. they were doing two a year for a while. I remember yeah. the first one because I was here at Umoka for that. That was before you worked at Umoka. Uh-huh. But we had draw night, so we invited the draw night guys to come down and draw on the wall at the museum for that. Okay, was that like with Brandon Dayton or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yep. Uh, so you've been to a handful. What is your singular highlight of of your of your fan of being a fan experiencing fandom? Um. I got a picture with Chris Evans when he came. That was pretty oh. cool. Uh, got to chat with him for a second. Met Sean Astin when he came. Uh, my roommate and I are pretty big Lord of the Rings fans, and so we usually will cosplay as hobbits and get pictures with the stars of Lord of the Rings. So nice. Way to own that. I like that. I like that. Uh, you're a little tall. Or are, you like, are you like a Merry and Pippin after they drank uh, Treebeard's water? Yeah, it, we're... we're we actually go more as Frodo and Sam, but, you know, people, when they comment, you know, six-foot hobbits, you know, we're like, yeah, we're just, you know, a little too much ent draft or something. Or mm-hmm. usually we'll just turn the tables and just say, maybe you're just really short. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, are you Frodo or are you Sam? I'm Frodo. Mm-hmm. That's that's bold. That's like calling yourself the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> like taking possession of the Frodo of the group? Yeah, mm-hmm. you well, should be like, I'm the fantastic Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair... Sam is the better of the two. Well, yeah. I mean, he also hasn't had the corrupting influence of the ring for nearly as long as Frodo had. I mean, he carried it for, what, three hours? Yeah, but Tolkien himself called Sam the hero of the story. Mm. Uh, well, is it, is it a parable? Is it an anti-Nazi parable? Uh, I, I, I think that Tolkien would not like to call it a parable because he didn't really like allegory. He left it more open to interpretation. We're each learning individual a lot about Alex in this conversation. <laughs> and I just have to say, because it seems to be the theme of the show, I've never seen any of the Lord of the Rings, nor have I read them. Hmm. So, Where do you stand on Lord of the Rings, Jason? Uh, I've read them. I've seen them. I don't know that much about J.R. Tolkien. Um, I, I, and I, yeah, I don't know any of the history of Lord of the Rings or anything. Hmm. I, I like it, though. And, but I, I did know... 
that Sam was kind of the hero, and I thought he was going to call you ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a missed opportunity, uh, Alex. But we're just getting to know each other. It's fine. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Give him another couple weeks. Uh-huh. I mean, Jason, you and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about this because you know the uh, Netflix doing a um, a Middle Earth themed show that's going to come out next year, I think. Amazon Prime. Amazon yeah. Prime. Okay, Amazon Prime. Yeah, don't want to get in trouble with big Netflix or whoever. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, it's been like. It was 2000 when that first it, one came out. Like, that's 19-year-old technology. Man, I mean, it's time to do a remake. Remake! It's time for a new round. I guess that's what this is kind of doing. But they're doing other tales, right? This is a prequel, yeah. Everybody loves a good prequel. Set a few thousand years before. Uh, you're listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM The Zone. This is not just comic books. It's things sci-fi, fantasy, and and culture uh counterculture a a nerdy counterculture uh so jason uh your comic pretty violent when does it dro- when does it drop in the stores uh august 21st uh is when the first issue will come out i probably should know this but um kind of late september will be the second issue it comes out every month for the next six months so until uh january mm-hmm. and then we'll do a trade graphic novel <laughs> Um, just to make more money or whatever. Hey, grab the cash when you can. So, but all six, so it's six episodes or issues. What am I saying? It's six issues, right? Uh, yeah, well, the, we, yeah, we're, we have six done already. And then, uh, we're, and then me and Derek, uh, are writing, uh, the next five, uh, right now. I just went to LA last week, um, and we plotted the next, uh, book out okay so that was going to be my follow-up question so you have this and i assume like for your contract is it sort of like you get a contract for a run of six which is sort of a storyline and then you go in and they're like oh we want to contract you for another one but you do them in blocks yeah yeah nice and so you're already working on your next block yeah and and i think um kind of like uh maybe they reserve the right to like if your block sucks or something to tell you no for the next block or something but yeah we are this writing is very ignorant (laughs) no we're we are planning on uh hopefully being able to do another block yeah nice uh does music feature in your comic book in any way shape or form um not it not in this series Hmm. there's like one time that one character is listening to music well, you know, the music that they would listen to might be suggested by Christy Marcy, who does our concert and oh, music dear. suggestion. Did you see what I did there for uh-huh. trying to give you a segue? That was pretty good, actually. Uh, so compared to last week, it's kind of a down week, but there's a couple of things worth going to. Uh, so Sunday, as always, I recommend the Blues, Brews, and Barbecues at Snow Basin with Reckless Kelly this week. Or um, alternatively, you could be at Redview listening to Umfrey McGee, which is a jam band. I will not be there. Um, Wednesday, hey, guess who's back? Um, the boys are back. Close. Keep going, keep going. The, oh, the Beach Boys. No, no, uh-uh. Um, Something else, Pet boys? Shop Boys? Oh, little, uh, little... Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're playing here They're at the Viv, right? They're playing at the Viv on Wednesday, August 7th. I do not even... 
Alex, are you? Are you? I mean, you're working that day, right? So, are you just? Are you going to Backstreet Boy it up? Do you want it that way? Is that Backstreet Boys or that? That, that, that is Backstreet Boys. Yeah, good job. I, I, I'm if I can, I'll try to like sneak in. You know, I, I, I bump some Backstreet Boys when I'm I'm feeling nostalgic. So, uh huh, mm. uh huh. I'm gonna um create a buffer zone between me and the Backstreet Boys. Like, I'm not gonna go west of State Street on Wednesday, August seventh, just in case. Um, In case you well, you don't want to run into a Backstreet Boy, or you don't want to run into the fans of the Backstreet Boys? Any of that uh, at all. Okay. Uh, Thursday, August 8th, Vince Staples at Twilight. Nice. Uh, Lucas Nelson, son of Willie Nelson and his band The Promise of the Real, who... Is it, well, is he a good son? Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we're not. this isn't a Hank Williams Jr. situation, is it? No, it certainly is not. No, he's he's good. In fact, the thing that's interesting about Lucas Nelson and his band is that when they are not Lucas Nelson and The Promise of the Real, they are uh, Neil Young's band. Oh. So it used to be Neil Young and Crazy Horse. I hope Neil now, Young will remember that a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Uh, they're coming later this year. In some form. Like, I don't even understand how Leonard Skinner can even tour, but that's a rant for another show. Um so, yeah, and then, um, so it used to be Neil Young, Crazy Horse. Now it's Neil Young and Promise of the Real. Isn't he Canadian? Yeah. Uh-huh. I saw Neil Young a couple of years ago, and I was prepared for it to be awful, and it was not. So there you go. That's the, that's the highest praise I can offer a, a person at this point in my mm-hmm. life. Um, also, Thursday, there is a Depot Fan Appreciation Night. Tickets are $5, and you can see the Reverend Horton Heat. Mm, okay. If you wanted to. Uh, and then Saturday, the 10th, uh, Roger Klein and the Pacemakers, which is some nice like grass, grassroots rock uh, at the state room. Okay. And that's, that's really it. There's not a whole lot going on this week. So nothing, no, no definite don'ts or is the Backstreet Boys your definite don't? The, de- the Backstreet Boys are my, I mean, if it's your thing, I, I do not advise anybody spend their time and money that way, but people like different things and I guess. That's okay. I mean, I was like in my head, like a steel cage death match, right? Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC versus what was 98 Degrees just played Windover not that long ago. That was the one with the uh, Nick Lachey. Where's New Kids on the Block? Well, I mean, that's a thing. They're hanging tough. If it was New Kids on the Block, I'd be, I'd feel better. I'm having a hard time this week, if you want to know the truth about it, because I saw the new Tarantino movie Mm. on Sunday, and Luke Perry was in it. Mm. And I was like, Quentin Tarantino cast Luke Perry in this movie? This could have been his big comeback. Like, it could have, like, and then it would be everything 90s again, and I would be so happy, and I could, like, New Kids on the Block, and whatever, but then he up and died, and ruined it for, for me, really. So, that's where I'm at. Today. Well, okay. Thank you for the music <laughs> review, Christy. Thank you for the quick therapy session, yeah, Christian. My pleasure. Uh, Jason, when's the last concert you went to? The last concert I went to? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Are you, you're, I think it's been years. Is it the large crowds? Is it the noise? No, I went to see R.A. the Rugged Man. I don't know what that is, but... He's a hip-hop guy. Mm-hmm. It was at... Like Liquid Joe's, is that a place? That is a place. Oh, that's yeah. in like South Salt Lake, or yeah, it's by the Harmons, well, and technically in Mill Creek, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's Mill Creek or Salt Lake. They're fighting about it. Hopefully, the opening acts to that show aren't listening, but they sucked big time. Hmm. But then he was awesome. Hmm. 
Well, I, you know, I, I have been going to these Twilight shows lately yeah. for work, and so uh, it's fascinating. It does make, remind me that I do not like large crowds mm-hmm. of people, and they're noisy. But you know what really pushed me over the edge, especially the first Twilight concert, was I get migraines and the lights. Like, yeah. they they have the movie, the moving lights, and they, like, just hit me in the eyes. And just yeah. It's a, it's a scene, but it's better at Gallivan than it was at Pioneer Park, I'm mm. sure. So, Well, I it just makes me want to sit at home and read a comic book, because that's what we're <laughs> talking about today And AM 1280 and 97.5 FM, The Zone. Uh, Jason, I know you are not a regular listener, but can you guess what show... But sh- you're going to be now, you're right? You're going to be now. I might check it out now, yeah. Can you, can you guess what show comes on after ours? Oh, um... I, I I don't know what's on the radio. Mm. All right, Alex, what comes on after us? Producer who works here. I believe it's the movie zone. It is the movie zone. And oh, so nice. that's a good, you know, this is a easy one. Normally I have to work hard for a segue, but talking about comic books and 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 comics and superheroes and all that, they go together like uh left twix and a right twix, comics and movies. And so, um what is everybody's favorite comic slash uh, superhero movie? There's a lot. Wow. There's a lot to choose from here, or, or or even TV show. I will accept TV show, but really we should go with movie. Uh, yeah. Are you looking at me first? No, I mean anyone. Uh, Alex, Jason, jump in. Everyone's got to. Everyone's got to offer something. I I loved Greatest American Hero yeah, when it was on, one. but that that's was a TV. A that was a TV yeah. show. Maybe we can do one of each. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have been watching a lot of Thor Ragnarok lately because I it's just so it's so funny. Like so funny. I like that superhero movies have switched to being comedies now and and taking themselves less seriously. The Ant Man's are pretty funny too. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, Paul Rudd is a national treasure. National treasure is Nicolas yes. Cage. <laughs> Zing. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right, team. Favorite favorite uh, comic slash superhero movie. Mine is probably Logan. Oh, nice. I like uh, Blade a lot. Did you guys hear the new news about Blade? I did. It's part of it's part of Phase Four, Marvel Phase Four, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who are they casting to play Blade? Wesley Snipes isn't coming back, is he? No, not Wesley Snipes. Um, and I actually, sadly, have they um, even announced? I, never I don't successfully say this guy's name. So, Mayor Shala Ali. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah. good. He's so good, but so different than Wesley Snipes. So, like, I'm like really interested to see how they do it yeah the old blade was 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 decent i mean you know for its time i used the cough button wow. but i still felt like i heard it through your microphone anyway cough I, button i heard it uh christy yeah so my tv show is definitely linda carter wonder woman which was very important to me oh, yeah. as a kid and taught me everything i know about spinning in circles uh and i think i don't know i really i really liked the wonder woman movie um but, yeah, I think it's got to be that for me. You're double, you're double Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. W- womening. Wonder Double, double, double ewing. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. Alex? Uh, I've got a few answers here. So, based off comic books, I'm going to go with Avengers Endgame, just because I was really invested in the MCU as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, TV show... 
is going to be Daredevil on Netflix, um, one of my all-time favorites. And then based off of a graphic novel, I'm going Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, yeah. that's My daughter loves that movie, like wants to name her daughter Ramona, loves that movie. Mm. And I was thinking when, when Christian asked you if you had music in your comic books about sex, ba bomb ba bomb or whatever the heck it's called in the in the movie. Have you seen that? No. You'd like it. Uh, I'd also... Uh, cast my mind back to early music television and the vi- the uh, music video for Take, Take on, on Me, Me by Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Still one of the better things uh, for period ever. for videos ever? for videos. Yeah, it's one of the better videos. Yeah, it was a and great video. Norwegian. I mean, not Swedish. Norwegian. Okay, it's different. It's still pretty Aryan. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm Swedish. I'm not Norwegian. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, and then what about, uh, you know, Lichtenstein for your art, if you want to be inspired oh, by mm-hmm. stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you're listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM, The Zone. Uh, Jason Young is here with us today. So wait, we need to find out what Austin likes, though. Oh, that's right? a good point. Yeah, I just forgot about Austin. <laughs> uh, sorry, Austin. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, Austin, um, and this is going to be a tough one it's because tough one. there are so many to choose from. Normally we go esoteric and he has to like stretch, but this time it's like, honestly, what is your favorite superhero or comic movie? Thanks for another moment, guys. Uh, happy to have another edition of the Movie Zone coming your way at the top of the hour. Uh, to answer your theme, your poll question there, so, I mean, how do you... How do you choose a comic book movie? There's, That's all there is anymore, right? Every movie out there is a comic book movie. In fact, Adrian and I were just recently talking about how uh, I'm getting Marvel fatigue, and they've just announced Phase 4 of the Marvel stuff. So uh, I, I better get over my fatigue quickly, because it's not going, any, going anywhere anytime soon. So, favorite comic book movies, I'd have to go with the Christopher Nolan Batmans. I really liked the Tim Burton Batman with uh, Michael Keaton a lot. Uh, it's hard to beat. A lot of people would say of the Avengers or Spider-Man. Uh, but I, I'm just not really into comic books and therefore not that into comic book movies. But that's pretty much all there ever is. It's fun to hear the older generation talk about how uh, when they were growing up, if there was a comic book movie coming down the road and no one ever saw it happening and now it's all that anyone ever makes anymore so that's it i'd probably go with the christopher nolan batman movies for sure all right coming up on today's edition of the movie zone we uh not so much comic book movie but definitely comical as hobbs and shaw is in theaters now kind of the spin-off from the fast and the furious uh way of things and a poll question that i'm very proud of your favorite bald actors out there in Hollywood. So, uh, Austin Horton, Adrian Lizer, we got you with the movie zone coming up at the top of the hour right here on the Zone Sports Network. Back to you guys. Oh, we forgot about the Spider Man where Lois Lane dies and then he spins the earth around to go back in time to save her. I didn't forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Austin. <laughs> We'll, we'll edit Austin's answer in somehow here. We, we'll, we'll, we, he, he, I thought we were on break. I thought I was just talking to you. I just I just thought I was talking to the room. No, you were, we're, we're, you on, like we're to, on the air. Would you like me to say it once more? For, no, no okay. it, it was recorded. Like, you didn't cut. Our, our mics didn't go. Okay. 
So what all our listeners are getting right now, and I will totally leave this up to Alex if he keeps this or not, is that uh, us bickering, us bickering, uh-huh. is that you know normally we pose this question and then we cut and then Austin comes in later and answers our question because he is working his job. So he through the in, magic of radio, through the magic of radio, we edit him in. But now you've seen behind the scenes. <laughs> so now when on Austin edits himself in. Oh, he can he can fully own the fact that he has listened to us and now interjected instead of being spontaneous. It's fine. Uh, oh oh, Jason Young, comic books. Uh, Jason, again to recap for our new listeners, uh, you have a new comic book coming out. It is pretty violent. It is being published by Image. Uh, Image is one that I associate with. I think Spawn, right? That sort of the, was that the big one that kind of really jumped them into people's consciousness. Uh, yeah, I think there were a few right at the beginning, but Spawn was gigantic. And so they're, I mean, they're not Marvel, they're not DC, but they're pretty big. Uh, I think they're considered the third largest, I think. Um, Does Dark Horse even exist anymore? They do. The, uh, I think the, I don't know if it's called market share, but I think like uh, DC and Marvel will probably have like 35% each, and then Image is probably like 14%, and Dark Horse is like nine or eight or something they're the dark horse as it were in the comic book race come on christy that was funny no uh and so where uh if our listeners want to check out pretty violent um where would they where would they go you said the online ordering is closed so they got to go to a comic book shop locally uh well i think you probably could still i mean like there'll be digital sales of it August 21st, I think Comixology is a website. You could probably get it from there uh, after August 21st. Uh, comic, any comic book shop, especially in Utah. If we're supporting our local comic book shops, what are some of the good ones in town? Um, <clears throat> so uh, Black Hat Comics, Dr. Volts, uh, The Nerd Store. Um, just want to bring up really quick that I'll be doing a signing September 4th at Ooh. Black Hat Comics. Um, with, and that's in uh, Sugar House, right? Yeah, it's in Sugar House with uh, Philip Seavey, who is releasing a book called Triage by Dark Horse Comics, actually. And then, uh, yeah, and then Doctor's Volt and the Nerd Store, which is in Valley Fair Mall. And then I'll be there signing with uh, Ryan Otley and Derek um, uh, August 24th. Nice. So you got, are you doing your stretching exercises so you don't get carpal tunnel with all the signing you're going to have to be doing? Uh, I've come up with a really simple signature. Mm. Nice. But we won't share it on the air. <laughs> um, all right. So we've got about five or six minutes left. So I'm going to do a couple different things here. Um, so we have a – are you a Utah native? I forget, Jason. Uh, I grew up in uh, – where I was born in Anaheim, grew up in Orange County, and then I came here uh, a long time ago. Okay. So but so you've been around – you've been around a while. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I think – this is a regular occurring segment like Christie's Music Picks. Uh, one of the things that I think that Utah does really well is that we encourage people to come out here to fly into Salt Lake City, but then to leave the city really quickly and go to national parks or go skiing, right? I think that if, you, you know, if you're in California and people talk about coming to Utah for vacation, a lot of it's for the outdoors side. But I think that Salt Lake City is cool enough that people should be able
able to spend a couple days here just taking in the cultural scene because we're that cool. So what I ask all of our guests to do is to sort of pretend to be a concierge tour guide for a day or two. Let's say you've got a cousin coming in from Anaheim or the OC, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, and that you're gonna you're gonna write an itinerary of some of your favorite things to do that aren't the outdoorsy things that we market all the time, but are some of the cool culture counterculture things to do in the city, like. From the time you wake up in the morning till your nightcap, walk me through how do you take advantage of this amazing city that we have? Uh, so I'm notoriously boring. I think uh, coffee is important. I recommend going to Blue Copper. Um, I recommend you go to Blue Copper. We, we push it on the radio all the time. I've been doing a lot of runs up City Creek lately. Yeah. I think it's really pretty up there. That's quasi outdoorsy, but okay. I so I just I I was just tell, I told you guys earlier. Um, oh, not not outdoors. I wasn't listening clearly enough. <laughs> uh, but I just went to L.A. and I went to the same place every time I went out to eat. I'm really a creature of habit. So what? Where's where's your like? You're going out for a let's say you're going out for a date night or a fancy a celebratory dinner, something nicer than normal. But you're like, you know, this is a special occasion dinner place. I guess Takashi. Ah, Tuk- nice. Yeah. So you like the? Do you, are you more of the rolls? Or are you more of the sashimi nigiri kind of guy? Uh, well, so I'm uh, vegetarian, vegan. So mm. um, I, I think they have like a. Like a stir fry plate or something, and they've got that agadashi. So good, though. That agadashi tofu is so good. I'll have to try eat, it. Eat it. Uh, okay, so blue copper for coffee, uh, Takashi for a fancy dinner, uh, nightcap. You're going to where? What's your nightcap kind of place? Fit. The last time I went to a bar was Water Witch, which is great. I like it there. You know, I, these are some of the places that just keep coming up. Are it's almost like when you invite your friends on the radio, they like the same places you do. Mm, almost. Almost like that. Um, what about some of the cultural things to do? I mean, are you, uh, uh, you know, what uh, what would you tell them to do for the day? Um, I suggest exercising. I would take a lap around <laughs> Liberty Park. I mean, if you're my cousin, you should be in shape. No, I mean, Liberty Park's great. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. larger than the Boston Common. I mean, it's a giant... It's a big park. And there's all sorts of stuff that's happening down there. The uh, Chase Home Museum is there. The Tracy Aviary is there. If you want to learn how to play tennis, there's a tennis there's academy. There's slackliners and a drum circle. Isn't there a, isn't there a Ferris wheel? There, it's a merry-go-round. Oh, I thought there was a little tiny no, Ferris wheel. No, I think you're thinking like this, but it's like, hmm. it's not vertical. It's horizontal. Horizontal? Wow. Is Wait. Is a merry-go-round just a horizontal Ferris wheel? Wow, my mind is just... <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. That's my theory anyway. Hmm. Uh, okay, and any one last thing that someone has to do when they're in Salt Lake City? Um, do, do you have anything? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm often on the radio, so if this is kind of your moment to shine, my friend. Um, oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I go watch movies. The Broadway's a good place to go. No, okay. well, see okay. independent I think film. that's great. Yeah, the Salt yeah. Lake Film Society. I mean, uh-huh. both the Broadway and the Tower. Uh, we also have the Utah Film Center. I mean, it's. I mean, people forget mm-hmm. that, uh, thanks to Mr. Redford and Sundance, um, that Utah is also, along with the comic books thing, it's an epicenter for film, which is one of the reasons why we have a show called The Movie. So now that is coming up next. Wow, that is what you that, call a segue. What? That was amazing. Jason Young, thank you for being here today. And uh, good luck with Pretty Violent. Um, may 
you, it sell a million copies, and may you win a what is the what's the award? The, uh, Eisner. I don't think we're going to win an Eisner for this. So yeah, well, I'll nominate you. Yeah, I will yeah. nominate you for an Eisner. Uh, Alex, thanks for producing today. Christy, thank you for being here again. Stay tuned for the Movie Zone with Austin and Adrian. That is coming up next. You have been listening to AM twelve eighty and ninety seven point five FM The Zone. This has been SLC Culture, and we will talk to you next week. Have a great week, everyone.